This is a podcast from Rover. And fuck, he is up for a long time. He was he was in the air for over two and a half minutes. <laughs> Fucking Mary Poppins. Oh, worse than Mary Poppins. It is absolutely unbelievable. And then when he lands it, he's just like, how sick was that? Yeah, sugar bra. Not for radio, summer edition. Uh, hello there, Jane Dunk, your host of Not For Radio. Good to have you with us. Uh, rem- a reminder, we're bloody here at the moment over the summer break, although we did have the weekend off. Um, and Jay sends me this message on, I'm assuming you've been drinking because there's a lot of laughing going on about 2 o'clock on Sunday morning. And um, Jay's pissing himself laughing because he's found something that we're chatting about on the Not For Radio podcast on Friday, which yeah. is... I was sort of asking the question, we had a short ball story from a bloke that came unstuck and snapped his tib and fib in half when he was doing some kite surfing. Yeah. And I was sort of saying, how much control do you have uh, when you're kite surfing? And uh, Jay said, quite a bit, you know, like un- unless you get double pump, which is when you get to the top of your um, jump and you're um, at the top of your arc and you get another big fucking gust of wind and it just sends you into the stratosphere. And we were chatting about this bloke that's on this... Instagram account called Kook Slams. If you don't follow it, follow it. Very funny. And we both remember specifically this bloke. They got picked up and he went fucking high. And we were saying maybe like 30 stories. And you're calling high. <laughs> oh, man, no. It is legit. So this bloke uh, in Egypt was um, kite surfing in this lagoon and he just basically sailed off into the sky mm. and he went up 150 metres and then basically had to cut wind to get down, which is like basically pulling the handle as hard as you can, just depowering your kite, which also puts you into like a crazy death spin. Uh, and he managed to get down. And the whole thing shot off like a chesty GoPro. A chesty GoPro. And fuck, he is up for a long time. He was he was in the air for over two and a half minutes. <laughs> Fucking Mary Poppins. Oh, worse than Mary Poppins. It is absolutely unbelievable. And then when he lands it, he's just like, how sick was that? Yeah, sugar bra. It is wild. There's certain things that must, like, surely then you stop kite surfing. You're not going to top that. That's like hitting like, on a skateboard. One of those fucking moves that you used to like combo together on Tony Hawk's skateboarding and it'll be worth 30,000 points or whatever. Yeah. And like you can't clock that. There's no point turning up again. It's like the blokes before Christmas in New Zealand that caught a 464 kilo marlin. Yeah. You're not going marlin fishing again because <laughs> nah, everything point? else is going to be like a fucking tadpole compared to that thing. <laughs> and the thing was so girthy. Like at some point, you're, like you've got to reckon, you've got to go out in a high. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be talking about that time that went 150 metres high and stayed up in the air for two and a half minutes and every camp will think you're full of shit. If you, cannot believe, you cannot believe this until you see the footage. He is so high, and because there's somebody filming it from the beach, you can see the relativ- relativity. So you, as an example, your kite lines are about 20 metres long. So mm. the lines that go from your body and the harness and your handle to the kite are about 20 metres long, give or take, depending on what sort of kite you're running. And you can see it basically because it looks – the 20 metre uh, – in the picture, the kite lines are the same thickness as your thumb. And so when you start going underneath it, <laughs> like it fucking looks more than like – looks more like 200 metres. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, we're gonna put the uh, link to the 
one that Jay sent uh, read about to ten past two on Sunday morning to me yeah. uh, and the show notes there. And you have a good old giggle at old man getting sent into friggin' outer space. Summertime with Jay and Dunk. Okay. Davey Chambers, one of our snipers. Thank you for sending this one through. Little short ball story for you Monday. Uh, Raging hormones to Game of Thrones. Uh, He's from Lisbon. I'll have to start with a bit of context. I married married young, 22. I lived the next nine years in a loveless, sexless marriage. That's tough. I don't know. Yeah, I feel very very sorry for people that do that. I wonder what it was like before they got married or if they thought. It's kind of one of those things. If your relationship's shit, getting married won't make it better. If your relationship's terrible, having a kid won't make it better. You're not going to have more sex if you're not having more sex now. Mm. Like you've got a long way to go. Yeah, if anything, you're going to get less, and it sounds like that he was going to get less than fuck all <laughs> every year, a little bit less. Uh, so as you can imagine, being set three, free at the age of 31, I was unknowingly going to live my 20s and my 30s, and what an experience. Probably better doing it then. Yeah, I know. more of a head on your shoulders. I know quite a few people that have rolled out of relationships that were shithouse similar to that, and they're great blokes, and as a result of that, they popped out the other side and, and great jobs uh, with great earning sort of potential and, and powers, I guess. That's what and I being felt like. Between up. my ten, 20 and 30s, I was just too fucking poor to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, and then on top of that, they would have their kids, because all these fellas that I knew had kids, they'd have their kids every second every second week. So they were in a position where they would have their kids Monday through to Sunday, and then their kids would switch out and, and be with their mother Monday through to Sunday. So they basically had a week of just absolutely tearing the ass out of just any uh, bit of tail that they got their hands on. So, the next knockdown I met what I thought was the one. Nah, she was a total fucking nightmare of a human being with a titanic drink problem and also stuck to her ex. After a crippling bout of anxiety for a few months dealing with this mess, I pulled my shit together and said, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want to do in life and I'm not going to think about the consequences. Yes. (laughs) I was inspired by Yes Man, the guy that secretly decided to say yes to everyone they asked him to do something as long as it wasn't illegal. It's a great movie, that. Mm. Wasn't it Ricky Gervais? Was he the yes man? Um, <laughs> it was Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey yeah. Thank you, um, uh, producer Caleb. I adopted a mild version of the yes game. And at the time, I was swiping my thumb to the bone going through Tinder dating regularly until one night I met a Tinder match in Belfast. Um, I live in Northern Ireland. Her bio mentioned something about her being a makeup artist. When I asked, she told me she was one of the crew of makeup artists that were involved with the filming of Game of Thrones for the last episode of the last series. At this point, I was totally oblivious to Game of Thrones and hadn't watched a single episode. Anyway, she said they were gearing up for a big battle scene, which I now know was the storming of King's Landing. Mm. Fucking hectic episode there. She said I'd make a good extra for it and asked if I'd be up for doing it. With the yes mantra in my head, even though I wasn't feeling it, I agreed. I signed up to the uh, in, to the extras department online. A few days later, I was lying in bed at 6am and ping, my phone shows a notification for an availability check for a shoot. I smashed the yes button and two hours later, I was at the security check being ushered to makeup and costume where I met the lovely lady I'd been out with. They had me down for one of the unsullied army, but my lady shouts, No, he's going to be a knight. Off I go to get fitted out with three layers of period night, uh, period night's gear. And up until this point, I was content with my UK average male height of five foot nine. 
I come walking out of the changing rooms uh, over the rough ground with my fellow knights, but I was the only one with my sword tucked in its holster trailing on the ground behind me <laughs> trying to keep up with a six-foot-six-plus fucking man mountain of men in front of me. <laughs> the midget knife. <laughs> what a totally awesome experience this was, charging up and down the quarry floor in front of a huge green screen the size of football pitches. Wow. During the day, I met Kit Harrington, who's Jon Snow, yeah. uh, Peter Dinklage, who's Tyrion, and also Liam Cunningham, who plays Davos. I wonder if he was any, uh, wonder how much taller than Dinklage he was. <laughs> I tell the story for other battlers out there don't chuck it in, dust yourself off, and say yes to more things in life because it's the experiences we have that mold us into who we become. Four years later, life is fucking good. And a boy, well done. Good That's shit. That's awesome. It's, that it is really a life is. lived in it. Yeah, massive. Um, that might just be a short episode for uh, um, for us today, for not for radio. We've got a bit of a busy day. Uh, on I'd say busy. Busy being on holiday. Yeah, I'm going to go and get a line wet and um, probably go for a surf. And tomorrow I'll tell you all about the time uh, that I almost killed my mate. Have a great one, guys. Light and fresh for summer. Jane Dunks, not for radio.